awesome. When it comes down to customers here in the U.S., U.S. customers are nasty and unruly and violent. There's never going to be a shortage of Walmart videos, fast food videos of these people acting the fool up in these restaurants. There's never going to be a shortage of nail salon fights. I mean, the public here is just nasty. And they will do this in places that they know they can get away with by dealing with someone in a retail store. So they'll get nasty because they know in their minds they're going to get away with it. And that's why I, having those jobs, I, I just couldn't do it. My first job was at a retail store called Bamberg's. That was the first job I ever had. I got that job when I was 16 years old. 16 years old. And some of those customers, oh, man, I just stayed there for about a year and a half and I moved on. And my second job, I had a part-time job working as a secretary at an insurance company. It was a small family-owned company. And I did like that job a lot better. But working in any kind of retail or fast food, anything it, it is rough out here it really truly is and it's not even easy dealing with u.s customers by phone it just got nasty attitudes in this country and they show it every chance they can get so taco bell employee hospitalized after being shot by customer over incorrect amount of change whatever happened to I gave you this amount and you gave me this back. This is incorrect. And allow the person to correct their mistake. If people don't do that anymore, my goodness. A Taco Bell employee in North Carolina, this was in Charlotte, North Carolina, has been hospitalized with life-threatening injuries after being shot by a suspect believe he'd been given the wrong amount of change after placing an order, he said. So this man that you're looking at that did the shooting, his name is Dahl McLendon, 67 years old. My goodness, you're 67 and this is how you deal with your problems? According to Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department officers responded to an assault with a deadly weapon around 9 p.m. Saturday. Upon arrival, officers located an employee suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. My goodness. Witnesses say, uh, so there were people in there, witnesses said um, after this person ordered their the suspect became aggressive in the drive-thru when he believed he had been given an incorrect amount of change. The suspect proceeded to leave the drive-thru and come inside the restaurant where he became more aggressive. He produced a firearm and began
began shooting inside the restaurant. Overwhelmed, James! The employee in the shooting was taken to a local hospital with life-threatening injuries, while the suspect fled the scene, according to investigators. Using surveillance footage and witness statements, police later identified the vehicle involved in the incident, which they described as being distinctive models, and tracked the suspect at his home. The suspect walked out and surrendered, where police were able to take him into custody without incident. In Charlotte Mecklenburg, police department said, police identified the suspect as Donald McLendon, 67 years old. Wow. Boy, these people don't have the brains of a gnat. McLendon has since been charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill, inflicting serious injury and discharging a weapon into occupied property. The Taco Bell employee has not been identified. We are shocked to hear that this happened. Taco Bell said in a statement to Fox Business. We understand that the franchise owner and operator of this location is working with local authorities in the investigation, and we will be offering support to all team members at this restaurant. What a terrible thing. Wow. Boy, you can't even deal with people even got a fraction of common sense. I sure hope the employee, I sure hope the employee pulls through. This is a terrible thing to happen. A lot of times these are just young people trying to make some money, you know, and that's why they'll take, you know, they'll take a job like this to earn some money on their own. And it's not unusual for it to be a first job, you know, in fast food or even, you know, they may have a little bit of experience. But this is a terrible, terrible thing to happen to anyone. And I hope they lock this man up and throw away the key, you know. And what can I say, y'all? That's why I can't work in many of these different industries because if I got a deal, with the U.S. public, which is probably the rudest on the planet, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it. You know, when I was an IT manager, we had a few unruly employees, but it was easy to deal with them because all I had to do, because I was a manager, was go to their manager and report the incident. So. I never had to deal with that person again. Their manager dealt with them and that was the end. It did not go on and on. So it was a lot easier because there was someone always over that rude employee that I could go and talk directly to 
because I was a man. In fact, I was a senior man. So it's way different than dealing with the public where you got this man in front of you. It's not like you can go to someone above him. If you're dealing with this unruly customer, you're pretty much stuck dealing with them until they leave the property. But y'all, please tell me what you think about this video. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell. And I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family. and gentlemen, how do Americans feel about all this aid and money going to Ukraine? Yeah, that's all reparations money going to people that are not taxpayers here and give no contribution here. So let's talk about it. Do people in the U.S. support Ukraine aid? Well, they get a pool and it's split. Congressional funding for aid to Ukraine stands in limbo as public support for further funding slips, according to recent polls. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is true. I've been seeing those stories come up a lot more often recently. There's a lot of people that are not happy with hearing constantly in the news about millions in aid going to Ukraine. In my opinion, it should be the countries closest to Ukraine that should be giving them the most support. And apparently Ukraine and Poland have fallen out with each other. And Poland is not supporting them like they used to. So on the eve of the government shutdown, Congress passed a last-minute stopgap measure to continue funding the government on September 30th, ensuring the wheels in Washington would keep spinning. Now, I had read before they took the vote that even if the government was shut down, they had everything in place to continue funding Ukraine, even if the government was shut down. So the bill passed. Of course, as we know there is no shutdown. And this is a temporary bill that they passed, by the way. It's only good until November 17th. That's 45 days. They have to vote all over again. However, it does not include additional funding for the war in Ukraine, a Biden administration priority resisted by the growing contingent 
of GOP lawmakers. And I saw out there, y'all, and I was laughing, the MAGA crowd wanted the government to shut down. And they were all upset, especially at Kevin McCarthy, who hit they passed that bill and they didn't shut down. They were pissed. So anyway, I support being able to provide the weapons to Ukraine, but America comes first. This is what House Speaker Kevin McCarthy told CBS on October 1st. The U.S. southern border needs to be secured, potentially by building a border wall and altering asylum laws before further funding for Ukraine can be granted. No, what you need to say is we can't give any funding to Ukraine because we need to take care of reparations to the descendants of slaves in this country. That should have been your answer. More Americans are dying on our borders than Americans are dying in Ukraine. McCarthy said. President Joe Biden said in a speech at the White House on October 1st, pushed back against McCarthy's demands, urging lawmakers to act quickly and provide additional funding for Ukraine. Isn't that amazing? He got all the fight in him for Ukraine, but won't fight for American citizens. And remember, they only offered Maui after all those people lost their homes $700 per family. Yeah, maybe y'all should have said you were from Ukraine. He would have probably gave you a fortune. We can't, under any circumstances, allow America's support for Ukraine to be interrupted. This is what Biden said. I want to assure our American allies and the American people and the people of Ukraine that you can count on our support. We will not walk away. Y'all, I just got this feeling if Trump happens to win the election, he's going to put a stop to all of this. He's going to, this all is going to stop. Even that stuff going on at the border, he's going to put that to a stop too. Americans are largely divided over the amount of aid being sent to Ukraine. This is according to a recent poll. In a September ABC News poll, 41% of respondents said the U.S. is spending too much aid. 31% said the U.S. is spending the right amount. Who the hell are these people? And 18% said it's too little being spent. I bet you their opinions would be different if it was reparation. It would be 100% against it. <laughs> they would be together on that. When broken down by political ideology, Americans largely reflect the partisan split in Washington, with liberals being more in favor of aid and conservatives, you know, more than conservatives. The majority of conservatives, 62%, said, that America is doing too much to support Ukraine, according to the poll, while 17% of liberals say the same. However, over time, one trend has transcended party lines as the war 
minds on, both groups have lost some of their appetite for further aiding. The percentage of liberals who said too much aid is being sent has nearly doubled since April of 2022, while a percentage of conservatives who said the same has more than tripled, according to the poll. Trending of the waning support for further assistance has worn out of a series of CNN polls. In February of 2022, shortly after Russia's invasion, one poll found 62% of respondents said the U.S. should have been doing more. Over a year later, in July, CNN polled 55% of respondents said Congress should not provide further support for Ukraine, while 45% said it should authorize funding. The Pew Research Center poll from June further found diminishing support for aid to Ukraine across time and across party lines. 7% of respondents said the U.S. was providing too much aid in March of 2022, while 28% said the same in June 2023. Still, 31% of respondents said the current amount of aid was the right amount, and 16% said it wasn't enough. Okay, so it says the U.S. spent $43.9 billion in security assistance to Ukraine since Russia invaded in February of 2022. According to a September 21st State Department news release, much of that money has gone towards providing Ukrainians with weapons, including aircraft, tanks, and missiles. The U.S. has provided, you know, the lion's share of the military aid to Ukraine while the European Union has committed the most financial aid according to statistics. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're getting, trust me, you got to think about all the money they're getting. They're getting money from the U.S. And think about all of the European nations they're getting money from. Big bank on some big, big dough over there in Ukraine right now. So, y'all, please tell me what you think about this video. I, for one, want my reparations. If you got all this money for Ukraine, you got all this money for our reparations. You need to pay up. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Get on the notification bell, and I'll see you on the next video. Peace. Thank you. that also had slaves.
reason, really. We already know that they were Indian tribes that also had slaves. Now, like the Cherokee Nation, they have gotten rid of their black members. And, you know, you got to understand, they got white people that is really running the Cherokee Nation. And that's why those things happen. And it's just blatant racism. So let's talk about this. Judge sides with U.S. slave descendants and indigenous citizenship dispute. So this is Muscogee Creek Nation, and it was a rule of ruling from 1866 treaty offers a pathway for black slave descendants. Many of them don't want their um, black descendants of slaves to have citizenship within the nation, but it may be different in this particular case. So in the United States, a judge for the Muskegee Creek Nation has ruled in favor of citizenship for descendants owned by tribal members, potentially paving the way you put it by the door of other descendants known as all right thank you Late on Wednesday, District Judge Jeanette Bowser baked the tribal's headquarters in Oklahoma sided with the Speaking Nation Rhonda Grayson and Jeff Kennedy, who sued the Nation's Citizenship Board for denying their applications. Yes. And even if you go out to the Cherokee Nation, they have their application out there as well. And they want you to show a picture. And you know how it is. If you look too melanated in the picture, you get declined. Mauser reversed the board's decision and ordered it to reconsider the applications in, in accordance with the tribe's treaty of 1866 which provides the descendants of those listed on the Creek Freedman Roll are eligible for tribal citizenship. Freedman citizenship has been a difficult issue for tribes as the U.S. reckons with its history of racism, the Cherokee Nation has granted full citizenship to its freedmen while other tribes, like Muskegee Nation, have argued that sovereignty allows tribes to make their own decisions about who qualifies for citizenship. Yeah, and you use that sovereignty to be a racist. That's what these tribes out here have been doing all along. So Muskegee Nation Attorney General Jerry Weisner said in a statement that the tribe plans to immediately appeal the ruling to the Muskegee Nation Supreme Court. So they don't want these black freedmen to have citizenship. With citizenship, they'll be eligible for any reparations that come from the government. They'll get free health care and you know, all the perks that comes along with it. 
and they don't want them to happen. Tribal officials declined to comment further. Cherokee, Chickasaw, Choctaw, Muskegee, and Seminole nations were referred to historically to have the five tribes, these were five tribes, European settlers, because they often assimilated into the settler of culture, adopted a style of dress and religion, and even owning slaves. Each tribe also has a unique history with freedmen whose rights were ultimately spelled out in separate treaties with the U.S. Mauser pointed out in her decision that slavery with it did not always look like slavery in the U.S. South, and that slaves were often adopted into the owner's clan where they participated in cultural ceremonies and spoke the tribal language. Families later known as freedmen likewise walked the trail of tears alongside of the tribal clans and fought to protect the new homeland upon arrival in Indian territory, Mauser wrote. During that time, the freedmen family played a significant role in tribal government, including tribal town leaders in the House of Kings and House of Warriors. Plaintiff what? Demario Solomon Simmons said what? the judge's ruling has special meaning what? to him because one of his own ancestors, Tao Khan, was among those who signed the Treaty of 1866 and ensured it included a provision guaranteeing citizenship for tribal members of African descent. It amazed the feeling to know we finally got a judge to look at the law and apply the law as written. It's a victory against anti-black racial discrimination for the rule of law and for the sanctity of Indian tribes. So Solomon Simmons had argued that the Muskegee Creek Nation Constitution, which was adopted in 1979, included by blood citizenship requirement, is in clear conflict with its treaty of 1866, a point raised by Mauser in her order. She noted that the trial has realized on portions of the treaty as evidence of the tribe's intact reservation upheld by the Supreme Court. This is the U.S. Supreme Court and its historic ruling on tribal sovereignty in 2020. McBurt versus Oklahoma. The nation has urged and McBurt and the U.S. Supreme Court agreed that the treaty is in fact intact and binding upon both the nation and the United States having never been abrogated in whole. So 
or a part of Congress now in a search that Article 2 of the treaty does not apply to the nation's would be indigenous. So it means good. The judge ruled in the favor of these two so called African Americans that can trace their lineage back to the tribe as freedmen. Yeah, Mr. Elevation, Byron. Okay, Christopher, let's get into it. Claudette, 
everyone tell everyone to get to clean. Let's get it to them. Uh, so, <laughs> use the cut it out. It's too early to start messing. Okay, Scoop, I see you, beloved. Medicine because Miss Faithful. All right, Miss Cookie. Uh, so, listen, Rio Travis is in the house. Okay, you all remember a few days ago, or maybe a few weeks, or maybe a couple weeks ago, I think it was. I reported to you the story of the 13 year old girl, Cassidy Jones. Uh, who was beaten by an adult in McDonald's. How many of you remember that story? Put ones in the chat. Put ones in the chat. Hey, silent me, beloved. Ones in the chat. Do you remember that story? Because I have an update. We're about to get into it. I want to make sure you all remember exactly what I'm talking about. 13-year-old girl was beaten up in McDonald's by a grown woman. Okay, so you all remember. Okay, great. But that obviously, let's talk about it because here's what's going on. The woman who was the perpetrator of this meeting, she has come out and spoken uh, to uh, Prophet Rubin of BNN News. And so I'm going to show this video because she wants to tell her side of the story. And she asked him, she spoke with him and gave him her side and she wanted him to discuss it. Okay, so let's watch this video and I want to get you all's thoughts on this. Afterward, I want to get you all thoughts on this afterward. So, lights up, everyone. First of all, please let's get those lights up. There should be as many lights as there are people in the chat. Y'all need to sit down somewhere. How do you forget to put a light? And you know that I bring you all the news and I'm the queen of receipts. So, all y'all need to be putting up those lights. You know, anytime I watch someone's video, I give them a light. That's just what I do. I give someone a like every time I watch their video because, first of all, they could be doing anything else other than bringing us the news. Pay attention. Okay, so here we go. Let me, uh, here it is, right here. I want to bring another side to the story between Ariana and Why is there country music playing behind that? Hold on. Am I tripping? Am I tripping? Hold on. Let me go to TikTok. I don't know how that got recorded in there. Maybe I, I don't know how that happened. Hold on, beloved. Here we go with the bullshit. Here we go with the bullshit. I tell you what, I'm gonna look. For, I'm gonna pull that up on TikTok. But while I'm doing that, let me just pull up this other story. So there was a young man named Lakeem Woods. Now Lakeem Woods was coming home, I believe. I think he was coming home. Nevertheless, he was pulled over for a seatbelt violation, and his wife pregnant lucky to be alive after how the police beat him so viciously. And let me just show you a picture of his face. Y'all see that? Now that's just that's just ridiculous. Okay, well let me get into it. Because here's what happened. So this 24-year-old black man was beaten after he was pulled over for a seatbelt violation. They say the video was taken by a bystander in another vehicle. Uh they recorded multiple officers. At the scene, arresting Woods, and at one point, officials slammed Woods' head to the ground as they placed handcuffs on him. Uh, when the witness zoomed in, Woods' face appeared swollen and very bloody. They say that his face was effed up. That's what another bystander was heard saying. Now, towards the end of the video, Woods sits on the curb while officers hold him up. Um, and in the video, well, I'm going to show you the video. I did edit a part of it. I blocked out the part where they slammed him on the ground. And that because it's all so crazy. Uh, but anyway, according to First Coast News, Danielle says that Woods was treated for a concussion following his arrest. 
What is the point of beating that man like that besides getting racist demons and devils? That's just what it is. Okay? Now he was already getting handcuffed. What was the need for all of that? This hotel said just right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and here's the thing. While the young man was in the hospital, his mother, family members, none of them were allowed to see him. None of them were allowed to see him while he was in the hospital. Let me, let me tell you something. When someone has an encounter with the police and the police have brutalized them, beat them, for whatever reason, I don't see how it's legal for the police to deny the family access to visit them because they're trying to hide the evidence of what they have done. That's what they're doing. They're trying to hide the evidence of what they have done. Do you remember they did the same thing with Michael Corey Jenkins after they shot him in the mouth, after humiliating him for an hour and a half? He and his friend, uh, Ternell, I forget his last name. But at the end of the day, this is what they do. Just low down in the barriers, honey. They should all be in jail. I don't care if he must commit the crime. That's not what you do when someone's breaking the law. That's not what you're supposed to do, at least. Okay? Oh, so crazy. So anyway, let me continue. Now, here's the video from Prophet Ruben. Like I said, I'm going to have that music out behind the video I have. That's all crazy. But I'm going to share my screen so you all can see the update. It's like I was telling you, the young 13-year-old Cassidy Jones, who was beaten up at McDonald's, the woman who did this has come out and told her side. Here's the thing. I want you all to pay attention because she says that the news media uh, edited the video to spark outrage. Okay? And I, I don't doubt that because the news does hate certain narratives. Please pay attention. Thank <laughs> you. 
standing in front of her disrespecting the group of teens are now sitting at the table where her two boys are sitting the teen boy walks away still mouthing off them so she exchanges words with the teen who is walking away and he goes to get back up from his friends to approach ariana ariana walks towards her kids to get them and she's then surrounded by this crowd of teens who are now cussing at ariana who is now feeling threatened because she is being surrounded while these teams are cussing at her, Ariana then says, move out of my way, I fight you. When she says that, Cassidy is the only one who steps up to her and starts cussing in her face, and both are not exchanging words. Ariana says both are now cussing at each other, with their hands flying everywhere in each other's face. Ariana steps away to grab her kids, and Cassidy throws the first punch, which the news edited video does not show them. Ariana says she did try to put Cassidy's hand down to continue to hit her, but Cassidy would not stop, so she punched her back. And that's when the camera started rolling. In the end of the video, Ariana's husband steps in the, to the fight to stop the fight after her two kids ran out to the car to get He was in the car waiting for Ariana to come back with the boom that not knowing that she was in their fight. He walks in after his kids go and get him and help to break up the fight while many are standing around watching. The news media shows an edited version because the news wants us divided to argue in the fight between races. This is not about race. This is not about choosing sides. This is about hearing two sides of the story and the truth of what really happened. The media is showing a video that will stir up anger and hate between ethnicities that do not need to be at war. We've got enough war, we're already fighting. We do not need uh, to fight for one another. We need unity and peace, and we need to be standing for each other and not again. Ariana is the woman. As a peace activist myself, I am too, which is why she reached out for my help. I am not telling Ariana's side because she's the woman. I'm telling her side of the story because it's what she wanted me to do. She is not a monster. She's a human being with her story, and she's a mother just like many of us are. She wants to be with her children. She was simply at a place picking up food with her children, but she was there at the wrong time. And one thing that could have been ignored led to another. Yes, she could have did things differently, which may have said, and she knows that too. She knows the right thing to do, then walks away, but things escalate quickly. Yes, Cassidy is only 13, and we all love her. Will stand by our children regardless. As a mother myself, I always tell my son before I go to war for you, because I will move heaven and earth for you. Tell me the truth and the whole story. I'm not saying Cassidy's mom has a question her, and I'm not saying Ariana is in the right, but I am saying before you accuse and crucify someone to the cross, seek the facts, seek the truth. We do not know what happened. We don't know their character and background. We don't know who the other party is that is accusing and bashing. Ask God. Pray about it. As parents, we will go to war for our babies. Thank God this does not escalate to any other horrible act of violence in both parties or alive. And well, we'll tell their story. I pray the truth prevails and justice and truth is served. Cassidy and Ariana 
and don't burn my prayers. No sides chosen here, but only truth. The truth will settle. Three, grant overall lives, blessings and love to all who read this. Let's continue to imagine <coughs> there's more. We don't need any more to be that God's truth can rule over your own. That was the words of royalty from Ariana. Tell me what your thoughts are. All right, so you all heard that. I'm seeing, I'm reading some of the comments in the chat. Um, I'm reading some of the comments in the chat. So here's what I'm going to say about that. I see some of you saying you don't believe it. I see some of you saying that it's too little, too late. Hey, Buckhurst, DC, we can see you, beloved, okay? We can see you in the chat, honey. All right. Hello, Alice and uh uh, Christine. Now, with that all the Ticola Israel in the house, listen. At the end of the day, I believe her. I absolutely believe her. So y'all gonna stand here. Somebody said, why didn't she get the boy? The boy walked away. That's why she didn't get him. The boy walked away and when it got back up, that's when all the kids around her. Also, the boy didn't put his hands on her. Cassidy did. Now, also, some of you are saying, where's her video for the proof? Well, she don't have the video, you see. The video was recorded by one of the students. The news media took the video and edited it. And then somebody said, that's not what the witnesses said. What witnesses? That nobody, no witnesses spoke. No witnesses spoke. I played the video. And there was no witnesses other than Cassidy herself and her mother. Her mother wasn't even there. Cassidy was sitting there telling her side of the story. Now, I knew Cassidy was not telling the whole story, and I'm going to tell you how I knew. Because, first of all, I've been a teenager myself. And I know that if something like that happened and I was the one who initiated or had any wrongdoing, that's the part that I would leave out. And there's another thing that I noticed, too, that I didn't speak on. When the man broke up the fight, Cassidy was still trying to fight. Y'all don't remember that? Y'all don't remember that? When the man came in and broke up the fight, Cassidy was still bucking up at that grown woman, which led me to see that she was, in fact, aggressive, which made me wonder, is there something else to this story? Is there something else to this story? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There were witnesses, but none of those witnesses spoke up. You know why those witnesses didn't speak up? Because the witnesses were the kids who were with Cassidy. Because they absolutely did what that woman said, okay? They came there starting with that woman because they thought she was recording them while she was on a FaceTime. And I know y'all need to quit playing games because y'all know darn well it's a lot of smart-ass kids, bad-ass kids whose parents don't raise them. They let the streets raise them. Or some of them who are just playing nefarious for whatever reason, okay? Truth no, no TV says she got her little ace kid, probably deserved it. Here's the thing. Some kids put their hands on adults. Now, a lot of you all saying, why didn't she just walk away? So you're going to sit here and lie, because I know y'all lying. You're going to sit here and lie and say that if a teenager swung and hit you in your face, you're going to walk away. That's what you're going to do? You're lying. You're absolutely lying. You're not going to turn around and walk away. That's what you're not, because I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to walk away. If a teenager hits me, I'm going to hit their ass back and deal with the consequences. You put your hands on me and you're a teenager, yeah, I'm going to hit you back. I'm going to hit you back. Tia says, so hit the girl? Yes. Yes, hit her. If she hit me in my face, I would hit her back too. And y'all would too. Y'all can quit fronting. 
Some of y'all sitting up here straight up lying. Yusuf said, I'm going to light them up. Exactly. I'm going to light them up too. Don't put your hands on me if I had to put my hands on you. Especially when I'm not even doing what you accused me of, which was recording you, and you trying to jump bad in front of your little friends. And let me tell y'all something. Y'all need to remember what the news reporter said. She said Cassidy was more disappointed because none of her friends helped her. You know why she was disappointed? Because when she swung and hit that grown woman, she thought her friends was going to help her. Uh, but they didn't. She got her ace switch. Okay, now I don't condone fighting children, but what I will say is this. If a teenager, because you're not in elementary school, okay, you're a teenager. That means you're a young adult. First of all, you already know if you put your hands on the adult, you might get hit back. So therefore, you shouldn't do it in the first place. Now, like the woman said, she tried to stop Cassidy. She grabbed her hands and tried to hold her down from hitting her. But Cassidy kept swinging. And how do you know that's true? Because in the video, like I said, when the man got between them and broke it up, Cassidy was still trying to swing. So she's not it. Okay, y'all can think what y'all want at the end of the day. I'm not going to sit here and lie and promise that if a teenager put their hands on me, I'm not going to hit their little behind back. I'm not going to promise you that. Because depending on how hard they hit me and where they hit me, they might absolutely get knocked the hell back. I'm just saying, think what you want. Think what you want, okay? I'm not even going to sit here and lie. Now, I just might not hit them, but then again, I just might. And nine times out of ten, it'll be the last. That's all I'm saying. Y'all can sit here and play Mr. and Mrs. Good at Two Shoes if you want to, but you let a teenager come and knock you in your face, hit you in your nose, cross the bridge of it, hit you in your eye, bust your lip, and you think I believe you just gonna walk away. Now, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. That crazy Eric said, but clean, it was our skin tone. If it was our skin tone, they locked us up for hitting the minor. The woman did get locked up. The woman did get locked up. The woman did get locked up. Okay. Orange Moon said after Ryder found out, yeah, that's what she did. She's a little grown A girl. Okay, that's what it is. Trying to jump back from her little friends. I've seen this in real life. I've seen these disrespectful bad ass kids. And here's the thing. I find it interesting that some of y'all are saying that, but you've seen the videos of the teachers. When these these kids have jumped up and swung on teachers, teenagers, jumped up and swung on teachers trying to beat them down. And the teacher had no choice. But to fight back, sometimes you'll have no choice but fight back. What you supposed to do? Just stand there and get pummeled? Pummeled? Is that what you're supposed to do? The woman was trying to leave and get her get her kids and leave. They surrounded her. Now, here's the thing. McDonald's has the video. McDonald's has the video footage because I know they recorded McDonald's. So if the woman was lying, you don't think that the news media could come out and, and go against what she said and say, we, we didn't edit the footage. Cassie never hit her first. Yeah, of course they could. You don't think that McDonald's could release the video and that the woman knows that it's recorded at McDonald's and if she's lying, they could prove she's lying? I absolutely believe it. These kids are bad, honey. These kids are bad and mad disrespectful. And some of y'all sitting right up in here lying, and I know you're lying, because I'm going to tell you a scenario. You're walking down the street at night. You just got out from work or coming from wherever you're coming from. You go to get in your car, a 13-year-old with a gun comes up and hits you or pulls the gun on you. You're not going to fight them. You're not going to fight them. You're just going to stand there and stop lying. Y'all playing games. Y'all is lying. Okay, period. Okay? 
uh, a 13, two 13 year olds come up and start swinging on you, trying to rob you. You're not going to fight back. Stop lying. Sit down somewhere. Y'all just be lying. Period. Yes, they're out of control, Claudette. Absolutely. Very disrespectful kids, says Chris Ramsey. Absolutely. And the parents know they have these bad ass kids. Okay? The parents know they have these bad ass kids. And they'll defend them. Some of these parents will defend their children even when they're wrong. Okay? I'm just saying. You grown enough to swing on somebody, you grown enough to get swung back on. That's what it is. Don't sit up here and play these games. At the end of the day, Miss Hotel said, jump up and get beat down. I know that's right, okay? Now, I might not beat you. <laughs> I might not beat you to a pulp, but I will say that I might hit your ace back. Like I said, depending on where you hit me and how hard, yeah, you just might get knocked the back. Period. Period. As far as I'm concerned, I'd be just fine doing something, okay? That's right. These youngsters absolutely will uh, try you, Terry. They absolutely well, y'all can miss me with it, honey. Those of y'all sitting there acting like y'all some darn good two shoes. I know you're lying. That's what I know. I know you're lying. Now let me move on to the next story. So you mean to tell me this woman's a whole activist? This woman's a whole activist, and she's just gonna beat up a kid for no reason. And when she said I fight kids, she might have been serious, or she might have been saying that just to deter them from messing with her. You never know. But at the end of the day, the girl hit her first. Okay, that's the bottom line. The girl hit her first. Period. Now let's continue. Now remember the young man that I told you all about, Kevin McGrath, the young black man who was on a ship with his friends and family, and he came up missing. Well, he's still missing. But here's the thing: Do you all remember? And I want y'all to put ones in the chat. I want y'all to put ones in the chat. Alberta said she warned him, right? <laughs> so I want y'all to put ones in the chat if you remember when I told you the story about Kevin McGrath, the man who went missing on the ship, and also when I told you all numerous of times uh, that Janet Fest said she don't beat on her kids. I mean, you don't know that. She might whip them or whatever. You don't know that. How do you know that? You live in her house? Sit down somewhere. Now, also, I have told you all numerous of times I have told you all numerous times uh, that there's news stories that come out and they will put the face of a black person when it's in fact a white person who perpetuated the act. They do this all the time. Or they'll put the wrong picture up, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's a black person, they'll put the wrong black person's picture up just to try to hear. All right, I reported on them back in May when there was like 30 plus children missing in Ohio. Uh, but anyway... They say one of the two persons of interest in the connection to the missing 17-year-old, I'm sorry, he's 17, not 18, uh, was arrested and charged on Monday. Now, here's the interesting thing. His mother was also arrested. But before she got arrested, I want you to see this, because here's what the police said. Here's what his mother had to say. The 21st, and so far, our detectives have been working around the clock, trying to follow up on any leads and information that was presented so we can find the girl and see, uh, see what this, this takes us. Um, I know that there's been some information that's been presented on social media. There's been a couple of individuals that we've been looking for. Uh, Michael Bowles, Michael Bowles, and we're hoping that... Tonight, an update to a missing person <laughs> just a few hours ago. Columbus Police held a news conference saying that they are now working around the clock to find 17-year-old Imperial Stewart. 
Police say Stewart was last seen on September 20th in the area of Cleveland Avenue in the North Linden neighborhood. Police now identified these two, 18-year-old Michael Bowles and 20-year-old Michael Bowles as persons of interest. Stewart's mother is saying that her son knows the two. Police have found this black Chrysler that they were all last seen in, and they're now waiting for forensic results to be completed on that car. Stewart's mother is saying she just wants her son home. How would you feel if it was your baby? How would you go to sleep at night with all you want is for your baby to walk in the door? You'd be okay. If you have any information, call Crime Stopper 614-461-TIPS. Your tip can't remain anonymous. Okay, now, uh, they arrested his mother as well as the two friends. So here's what they say. According to the Franklin County Municipal Court records, 18-year-old uh, Michael Bowles and 40-year-old Tywasha Peterson, that's the mother, were charged with obstructing justice uh, which is a fifth-degree felony in Imperial, uh, Imperial Stewart's disappearance. Now, the Columbus Division of Police reported that Stewart has been missing since September 20th, and he was last seen in the area of Cleveland Avenue and Hoy Road in the North Linden neighborhood. Bowles and his brother, 20-year-old Michael Bowles, were named as persons of interest in the disappearance. Now, during a press conference last week, Police said that a black 2006 Chrysler 300 that Stewart may have been associated with was recovered and forensic testing is being done. Police added that they believe foul play is involved. Court documents say Michael was shot inside the Chrysler on September the 20th while a robbery of Stewart was occurring. Documents say the Chrysler belongs to Michael. Witnesses say that Michael dropped Michael off in the Chrysler at his grandfather's house after he was shot. Why would he take him to the hospital? Well, let me continue. Michael denied being in the car with Michael or having any knowledge of the person, the missing person, or uh, the murder of Imperial Stewart. Now, court documents say Peterson was questioned by Columbus police on October the 2nd, where witnesses claim they saw her speaking, this is the mother, they saw her speaking with Michael after the possible murder. There was also a discussion on how to get rid of the vehicle used in the murder, according to documents. Now, the vehicle was later found burned in Fairfield County. Peterson denied having anything to do with the case. Columbus police have not publicly stated that Stewart is dead. Michael is uh, scheduled to be arraigned in court on Tuesday. And so the police clearly think that the young man's mother had something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What do you all think? Do you all think that she looked genuine when she was talking on the news? What do y'all think? Once in the chat, if you all think the mother looked genuine when she was on the news, or that she was, in fact, just giving crocodile tears. What do y'all think about that? I have questions. I have questions. Nadi says she appeared to be. Yusuf says maybe. Okay. Different, different opinions. <laughs> I'm so testing child with all these pranks and lying going on. <laughs> uh, I know, right? You can never tell. 
if it's insurance, that insurance company won't pay out due to odd circumstances. Right. So I don't know. Dana, Deanna said, what's her motive? Well, I think they don't have one yet, beloved. Um, Scoop said, fake emotions. Tia said, you never know at this point. Six for three soap says, nowadays you can't tell, queen. This is true. You can't tell, honey. You can't tell the truth from lies in many instances. Absolutely. I don't know, but I'll keep you all updated because I will be paying attention to this story. Okay? Now, with that all being said, let's go to the next story of a mother who was in the car with her children when a biker in road rage jumps off of his bike jumps on her car and kicks in her back window. She'll just feed from City Hall. What he didn't expect was the mama bear inside to come out and confront him. CBS News Philadelphia reporter Marcelo Vallejo spoke with that woman about this incident that's now gone viral. In this video that's going viral on social media, a biker stomps twice on Nikki Bullock's back windshield in Center City. After shattering the glass, a gun falls out of his pocket, then picks it up and points it at the 24-year-old mother. And it didn't stop there. He proceeds to headbutt her with his helmet. All of this happening while her two children were sitting in the back seat. The kids were screaming. Like, it was, it was insane. Bullock stood up for herself, pushing the biker and his motorcycle down. I spoke to the mother today on FaceTime. She says she's grateful her girlfriend and kids are all safe. And the only thing that protected my children from not having a bunch of glass shatter on top of them is that my back windshield was tinted. They're right behind me, right by City Hall. This is where witnesses say that incident happened at around 9 p.m. on Sunday. The video is now part of the Philadelphia Police Department's investigation into identifying the suspect. That person, whoever that person is, if that person is caught and I get the chance to charge that person, uh, we will be going very, very vigorously after that person for that conduct. Justice will come to light and it's only a matter of time. With nearly 900,000 views and counting, the viral video shot by George Colony has led to countless donations to help Bullock repair her car. Ultimately, I'm happy that people are able to support her because I can't even imagine that that happening to someone like that. Everything is covered and I appreciate it more than anything. In Center City, Marcelo Valletto, CBS News, Philip. Now that woman has more kahunas than some of these men out here in these streets. That's right. She has more kahunas than some of these men. Pay attention. All right? If it don't apply, let it fly. Okay, so let's talk about these quarantine camps. These quarantine camps they're trying to set up in uh, New York. Pay attention. State is still fighting for the right to set up courts and camps today. The battle entered the next phase when the court heard all arguments in the case. NDB's Arian Pazdar spoke with the lead attorney and a state senator in the case. Quarantine camps in the state of New York. Governor Kathy Hoko and Attorney General Leticia James want to implement Rule 2.13. It would give the state's Department of Health the power to forcibly isolate individuals suspected of carrying a transmittable disease. This is truly about being able to control citizens for any reason. New York State Senator George Borrello and lead attorney Bobby Ann Cox sued the state over the rule and won the case last year. However, the state appealed, and on Wednesday, attorneys made their case before an appeals court. The rule says the Commissioner of Health can pick any place that the Commissioner of Health wants to put you. You have no say. 
As you can see in this clip, hundreds of people showed up at the court, protesting the idea of quarantine camps set up to stop the spread of communicable diseases. Senator, the COVID pandemic is over. Why does the state of New York still want to have the right to set up these camps? Well, first and foremost, we have to remember, you know, the uh, governor and the attorney general tried to make this about COVID. The senator says the state's rule would apply to a long list of diseases, not just COVID. Uh, it includes everything from toxic shock syndrome to food poisoning. And while food poisoning might be a serious... Okay, well, at the end of the day, here's the thing. So they get to decide what type of illness is eligible for you to be put in one of those quarantine camps. And mind you, they said they get to choose wherever they want to send you. So they can send you wherever they want. But what if they want to send you to jail? And put you in isolation, solitary confinement. I'm just saying, this is all absolutely fair. They're not putting me anywhere if I have any damn thing. And that's just, hey, hey, try it if you want to. That's all I'm saying. All right, try it if you want to. That won't turn out well for me or them. Okay, this is all so crazy. This is New York. Now, if New York gets away with this, you can rest assured, this will be happening in every state. Yes, Lakeisha, they say, uh, uh, Michelle, they said food poison. Isn't that something? That's what I, I'm telling you. They'll get to be able to pick whatever they want to make as their excuse for putting you in there. Brooklyn said, um, just because she tried to fight back doesn't mean anything or whatever because she was still amped. Um, at the end of the day, beloved, that conversation is long over with. I said what I said. You can agree or disagree. I really don't care. All I'm doing is giving the news and giving my opinions and views, period. Uh, so anyway, with that all being said, somebody wanted me to talk about Deion Sanders calling Skip Bayless a boss. Well, I hadn't heard about this, so thanks for enlightening me. Colorado Buffalo's head coach Deion Sanders conveyed a heartfelt message to broadcaster Skip Bayless during his appearance on the FS1 show, Undisputed, saying thank you because you get, you get heat oftentimes, but you've given a lot of us opportunities that people look past and they don't understand. They don't recognize. Uh, that's what Dion said. Now, Skip, you get that, that heat often. Uh, but you've given a lot, and I appreciate you. The former NFL quarterback highlighted the fiery spots, the fiery sports host's role in launching or advancing the careers of numerous African-American journalists and former players. None of us are perfect, he says, but you have given us, and y'all know darn well what I'm talking about. So many opportunities, man, and I appreciate you for that, boss. Uh, the show concluded with an affectionate embrace between Bayless and Sanders, showing mutual respect. Okay. So I guess y'all don't like it because Dion called the man boss. <laughs> I guess who, I can't remember who put that in the chat asking me to talk about it, but uh, uh you know. I don't agree with any black man calling a white man boss, even if he is your boss at your job. Yeah, I don't agree with that because we already know that's one of those raccoon titles, you know, a, a term used by raccoons. Uh, so Yusuf said butter biscuits, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Tia said restroom break boss. Listen, I don't know. I know that's what the slaves used to call these slave owners in certain cases. And that's why I said that's one of those raccoon terms used.
by our people. Uh, but I don't know the context. We sick boss, said Curly Girl. <laughs> I don't know the context to with yes, boss, said Mr. Elevation. Y'all are doing too much. Okay? <laughs> I thought Shannon Sharp and Deion Sanders were boys. Well, I thought so too. But here's the thing. I don't like Skip Bayless, period. I don't like him. I don't care what opportunities he's given anybody, quite frankly. Um, he said some things that I find to be problematic, and I don't care for him the least. But that all being said, you know, Queen, don't be retroactive to idiots. They defy reality. But damn, the boss says right with Miss Abby says, I can't help it, boss. Lorraine <laughs> says, no, sir, boss. Uh, Yusuf said, Durango unchanged. <laughs> I'm not going to let y'all talk about Dion like that. Y'all know I love Dion, okay? Y'all know I love Dion, so y'all didn't sit down somewhere. What I'm going to say is, in Dion's defense, if there is one, <laughs> yes, so bosses are detained. Okay, here's the thing. If, uh, in his defense, perhaps that's a term that he just uses. I don't know. I, the green mouse. <laughs> <That's what's in. laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna say anything bad about Deion Sanders because I love Deion Sanders. So I'm not gonna say anything about you know anything negative about him. <laughs> My fan page says, "Can I ride the Buffalo Boss?" <laughs> okay, I get it. I uh, get it. I get it. <laughs> Used to say, "Remember the Queen is a lawyer." Here's the thing. Uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> Osha Soul said, water bounce, not today, boy. Uh, at the end of the day, listen. Dion landed in my heart ever since I saw him dancing to his music, uh, in his music video. Okay? Well, you know, he could have been just using that uh, in a different context. <laughs> Maybe that's not... Maybe he didn't mean it the way it sounded. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, I mean, none of you call your friends boss. I call my friends bosses. Boss bitches. You a boss bitch. I might say, girl, you a boss. I'm just saying, maybe he meant it like that. <laughs> maybe he meant it like that. I'm just saying, I don't know. Because anyway, I can't say anything bad about Dion. That's all I'm gonna tell you. If y'all thought the queen was going to go in on them, you're sad and disappointed and mistaken. <laughs> okay, Sweetie said it's not that serious. Right, that's how I see it. It's not that serious to me. I've never seen Dion do anything that would lead me to think or suspect that he's a raccoon or that he's shucks and jives. I would never, I've never seen it. I've always seen him stand up to be a bold black man who speaks his mind unapologetically and who stands for his community. So with that all been said, I'm not going to say that he was a uh, raccoon. I just think that's just a term he used. And I think that it's probably been taken out of context by some of you lovers. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. But let me tell you about this brief update before I go. Okay. Um, you all do remember the young lady, Yona uh, Lubrin, also known as Yo-Yo, the young black woman who they found hanging from a tree in Orlando. And I reported that to you to you on yesterday, right? Well, so I found out some more information. Now, this young woman not only was found hanging from the tree, uh, she was found partially unclothed. 
she was found partially unclothed. So we're supposed to think she did this to herself. And also, here's something else that I find very suspicious. Her vehicle was found a short distance from the crime scene, and it had been ransacked and doused with, with uh, gas. Not set on fire, but doused with gas. So I find that very suspicious, clearly evidence of foul play. Though the police continue to say that she did this to herself. You know this is often the case with people who look like us, okay? This is often what the police will say instantly. They will say that there's no evidence of foul play, that it's self-inflicted or whatever. They did this to themselves. And we all know that no black person in their right mind is going to hang themselves from a darn tree. Specifically, not partially unclothed. That's a telltale calling card of the Klan. Remember the activist down there in Ferguson that I told you all about. I mentioned her yesterday. Her son was found hanging from a tree in their backyard with his pants down to his ankles. We're supposed to think this young man did that to himself. That's what the Klan does. It's called humiliation. Okay? They humiliate you even in death. And that's exactly who I think had something to do with it. This young woman did not do that to herself. And her family wants justice. Sadly, they likely won't get it, unfortunately. Uh, so, exactly, Claudette said, not buying the BS. Right. Uh, so, with that all being said, beloveds, I'm going to be reposting uh, part two of the video that those of you who watched the spiritual channel yesterday, I'm going to post part two of the premiere. And also for my um, members, I will be going live today. Okay, it's 1238. I'm going to be going live at 3 o'clock. Please pay attention. I know I told you all yesterday I was going to go live. Something came up. I do apologize. But I will be going live today at 3 for the members. Now, for the rest of you, like I said, I'll be reposting part 2 of the video that you watched on yesterday. With that all been said, each one teach one. That's how we grow and thrive. Do something productive, constructive, but never destructive. And always remember, beloved, to keep the most high first in your life.